0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sex hosts on the internet, talking about sex, answering your questions about pretty much anything. How you doing today, Spring?
1: Oh, the weather's getting great. I know, I know. You always have great weather. Uh, I'm so excited to do more outdoor things. Okay, I've been doing outdoor things all the time because of COVID. I'm excited to do outdoor things and not freeze my butt off anymore.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't know what that's like because I escaped winter. (laughs) And uh, whenever I leave Miami, I don't know where I'm going to go next because i'm pretty sure i don't want to go anyplace cold like i don't even want to see snow ever again but let's not talk about the weather weather's boring um because mine is great and yours is not um what else should we talk about today i don't know it's like this beautiful like my semester ended like the world seems lovely i'm moving into summer
1: yeah that's what i was trying to talk about the weather summer (laughs) and how excited i am for summer and um I've been seeing a lot of those memes lately, you know, it's like summer's coming. It's like get your beach bod, get your like oh. swimsuit bod, like get ready. Um, and I hate those so much.
0: I actually texted spring a picture of me on the treadmill yesterday, but not for the summer bod. I was just out and I ate and drank a little bit too much for a week and got to get my body back into happy with my self-shape but that whole summer bod thing is ridiculous especially like covid on top of it like you know you should love your body it took me a lot of years to get to a point where i was okay with my body but the whole pressure to look good in summer for other people's consumption is a mess anyway Um, And I think it makes people really unhealthy. Like summer should be happy, it should make you feel good. And if you're being forced to go to the gym and work out or starve yourself or do all of these other things to get this ideal body. And that body is a fake. You hear me yell about it all. Spring's just looking at me now because I'm going off at the beginning of the episode. Um, Those bodies are barely even started. (laughs) Those bodies are awful. Um, and, And the things that we see on Instagram and Facebook and like they're all so edited and there's so many filters that like you're essentially believing a lie and you're not supposed to look that way. Like life doesn't come with a filter on it. Like you're you. So, um, we love your body, whatever it is. Um, you're for everybody. If you're killing yourself for a perfect summer body, think about who you're doing it for. They're probably not worth it unless it's for us. And we don't think you need to do that. So. Yeah, those memes are awful.
1: You know what I really love as somebody who is 40 now (laughs) is like, um, sorry, am I not supposed to say how old I am on this show? Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) is like this ability that you have like once you're older to recognize like how beautiful our bodies were when we were younger, when we were like freaking out so much about them. Like when I... I had a lot of eating disorders growing up and um, I was constantly, you know, worried about my body. And that's the only thing I thought about for a majority of the day for so many days of my life. And, you know, it's so hard to like look back at those photos and to see like even when I was too skinny at times and like... And just think like how upset I was and like how I thought I wasn't good enough. And it's so sad. And I, I love talking about that though, because I think it is it is valuable to try to look for that perspective before you're 40, right? <laughs> or before um, you have to like wait for all this time to go by. Like, how can you look at yourself and say, this is my body. This is my body today. And how can I love it and enjoy it and be in it? Because that's going to bring me joy and happiness. Like the more that I enjoy being in my body, the happier I'm going to be. And it's not the skinnier you're going to be, the happier you're going to be. And it's not the stronger you're going to be, the happier you're going to be. It's the more joy you create is the happier you're going to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we, we fall victim to that comparison game. Why don't I look like them? Why are all these other bodies so skinny? Or why are these other bodies so muscular? Um, and it's really chasing a dragon that you'll never catch. Right. Like that, that point of comparison gets into your head and, and you end up with all different kinds of body dysmorphia and none of it's good for us. That summer body thing is really unhealthy. Trying to look like those Instagram models is unhealthy. And most of those Instagram model bodies that we're looking at, those people are really unhealthy, too. Right. Like I don't like talking about the Kardashians, but just like look at the voyage of their faces with the fillers and the nose jobs and the edits and the tucks and the like that's unhealthy. Right. It's a toxic world that we've created about the way our bodies are supposed to look. Um, And I want you to have a less toxic life. And some of that comes with accepting yourself for who who you are. Now, Spring and I both want you to be super healthy, too. Right. We're not saying like, you know, go to McDonald's six times a day and eat 14 Big Macs. Like, no, like that's not self-love, that's self-destruction. But... Like finding ways to love the skin that you're in are, is really important, and that sounds really cliche, but it's true. Um, and Spring and I have both had pretty tumultuous relationships with our bodies and food and everything over our lifespans, um, and I think it's really brave that Spring talks about it now. I think it's really healthy and good. Mm. So thank you, Spring. Yeah. <laughs> Episode's going to be pretty dark today in a second, so we're getting some joy out. Um, let's see. So the, the the question: Are you ready for today's question?
1: I'm ready. What is it? So
0: um, my my girlfriend went off birth control without telling me. What do I do?
1: Oh, that's a pretty big lie.
0: <laughs> like, whoa. So, whoa. Um, whoa. So, if you are a man and you are ever in a situation where this happens, you need to get out immediately. There is no forgiveness, there is no recourse, there is no turning back, there is no salvaging. This is a, you must leave immediately. Like, you cannot stay in a relationship with a person who would betray you on this level, right? And, And I'm not saying like, you know, there might not be a rationale or reason why someone did it in their head. But them doing it without telling you is... Deceit at a level where there is no recovery, there is no repair, there is no coming back, there is no fixing this relationship. You need to get out immediately. And on your way out, you should say things like, you need to go to therapy, you need counseling, you need help.
1: So... I am really curious. Um, in this situation, this is a heterosexual couple and I'm really curious. Um, and we don't know how he found out, like, how did he find out that she went off birth control without telling him? And, um, and I mean, you know, what, what that situation looks like and, you know, the story behind it are interesting. But what Andrew is saying is that this is, such a big uh, misstep in a relationship because pregnancy prevention involves two partners. And so having conversations about pregnancy prevention and then if you're changing the method or if you want to um, go off of that, then that does need to be a conversation that you're having with your partner so that um, everybody knows, you know, what precautions need to be taken in order to continue to prevent that pregnancy.
0: I mean, absolutely. Uh, And if a pregnancy does occur from this, that is a lifelong commitment To another human being if an abortion doesn't happen right um and and i I mean we don't have enough context here we don't know if this is like you've heard the term baby trap before where someone tries to force a relationship with a pregnancy hint that does not work does not turn out well for any parties involved you can't trap somebody into a relationship with another human being Um, sometimes people do it because they feel bored or the other person doesn't (laughs) want to have a kid i mean Babies do not make you less bored. They make you tired and exhausted. But, but I mean, we, we could talk about a lot of the anecdotes surrounding it. I mean, I, w- I would say that this is rape. It is 100% rape that you have consented to have protected sex with contraception with another person. If someone goes and they change that without having a conversation that Spring just suggested you have you are raping that person. Um, there's lots of places around the world where if a man takes off a condom during sex, it's considered rape. It's considered sexual assault. Because you consented to a kind of sex, this is no different whatsoever. If someone had done this to me, I would have probably pursued legal recourse against them. So
1: I I agree with you. And I want to also talk about shifting responsibility a little bit here. Um, and... You know, a lot of times, um, prevention of pregnancy responsibility falls to the woman in a heterosexual relationship. And, um, a lot of times men assume that women is, are on their partner is on the pill, um, and a lot of times um, men assume that there's some type of hormonal or um, other type of uh, contraception. My cat is trying to get on the microphone right here. Um, this is awkward. Thanks, cat. Um, <laughs> so um, my words are all leaving me. <laughs>
0: It's my Bennett. fault. I'm just like sitting here giggling. This is not an episode where Spring and I would normally be laughing. Cat is the comedic <laughs> reprieve. Um, yeah, I don't think he's ever tried to eat my microphone before. Yeah. That's new. Uh- <laughs> But right, so, most of the time in these heterosexual relationships, while cat is in the way, um, uh, the onus, like all the responsibility falls on women very frequently.
1: Right, and what that means though is that quite often um, the male partner is not actually having a conversation with his female partner and is usually, if the female doesn't insist on a condom, he assumes she's probably on the pill. And that happens quite regularly where... Um, Males will assume this. And so what, what I want to suggest is owning some of this responsibility and actually asking somebody every time before you have sex with them, if you don't want to have a child, what forms of pregnancy prevention are we using today? And, you know, if, if someone is on the pill and they forgot to take a pill, like, that can happen too. And so there are these other instances where, you know, um, there could be a mistake that's happened and you need to like use a condom or when you wouldn't have otherwise normally used one, or maybe someone did change their mind and they didn't talk to you about it. And like, you need to have that information. And so I think that, Well, yes, of course, this, uh, woman in this situation should have talked to her partner before choosing to go off the pill or at least informed him of that. Then, um, but also how can we say, okay, males in these relationships, can you step up and actually take some onus for this and talk to your partner? every time before you have sex and talk about what forms of prevention you're using in that moment.
0: I mean, Sprig and I have talked about this multiple times before. Like, before you engage in any kind of sexual congress with another person you should have conversations about let's talk about pregnancy prevention let's talk about std prevention let's talk about what happens if our contraception fails and there is a baby like you should have answers to those questions before you're engaging um if you're in a heterosexual heterosexually oriented relationship if there is ever a penis and there is a vulva and if they're ever close together there is a chance of a baby or a fetus, right, there's a chance of pregnancy happening, you should probably have conversations about what you can do. Um, And I think this is good advice, you know, for all people of all uh, sexes and genders anyway, like, let's talk about sexual responsibility. Um, But uh, in, in this case, in answering this question, like, I sort of assume that if you're in a relationship with somebody, And one of those partners says like, you know, I'm going to be doing this thing to prevent pregnancy. And if they suddenly stop without telling you, I mean, that's the real issue. So uh, like a real issue of a breach of trust um, and it's a kind of deception that's so harmful. It it shows a complete disregard for another person and um, that like you're willing to really betray them on every single level. And. I mean, I I, I sat there when I read this question first, and maybe spring, maybe you can help me like, what are the reasons that we would, or someone would suddenly go off of the pill and not tell their partner? So we need to take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back and spring will have an amazing answer for my question. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Be right back. All right, everybody. Today we're talking about the question, my girlfriend went off the birth control pill without telling me, what do I do? And the answer I gave was dump them, but I've said the same thing like 20 (laughs) times. Um, Dump them, get them into therapy, and... Don't look back. But the question, there's a lot more that we can talk about. Um, And I was trying to brainstorm what I just had asked Spring. Like, what are some of the reasons or rationales while someone, why someone would do this without telling their partner?
1: And yeah, I mean, it's really hard to know if it was uh, predetermined. Like, I'm going to go off the pill and not tell my partner. Um, And we see, you know, there's a lot of... um, things like this in movies where you see like someone trying to trap someone into a relationship by getting pregnant, um, or keep someone in a relationship by getting pregnant. And so I, I kind of don't want to follow those tropes because I don't want to also place the, um, demonizing the female in this way. Um, but that's certainly a possibility. Um, but, you know, I think that there's a lot of other things that could be happening. It could be that um, someone was having some bad reactions to the pill. You know, people have different side effects. Some um, people really don't respond well to um, hormonal birth control or different types of hormonal birth control. And so it could have been like, you know, there's there's something happening in her body. She needs to change this. She needs to take a break from it. Um, you know, there could be something happening with, um, these side effects where she's saying like, let me try something else or let me like go off this for a while. And, you know, maybe it wasn't at the top of her mind that she needed to have that conversation with someone else. She's thinking like, how do I, how do I like make my life better? How do I make my health better? And, um, that, that could be what's happening. And I mean, I want to, I always like Andrew and I are opposite on this. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt first. (laughs) Andrew wants to ask questions later, dump and ask questions later. I mean,
0: right. So I mean, and I a hundred percent agree with spring. There are tons of women, um, Tons of just people in general, if you go on anything that changes your whole body's hormone profile, like it can have some really serious side effects, right? Like, and a lot of them are minor, like, oh, I feel bloaty or, oh, I have some weight. But some of them can be, I now have constant depression and anxiety and acne. Like, it can cause all kinds of issues. Um. But for me, once again, in those cases, it would seem to be the thing where you would have a conversation, or at least say, like, "Well, hey, I'm going to try something new, so we need to use condoms again for a little while." Um, and I mean, I kind of joke about dumping people in a lot of episodes, like dump them. That's like my first <laughs> impulse. Um, but in in this one, like, I I really don't think this is the person you want to have a second chance with, unless there's some crazy external issue happening. Um, I mean, but this one is just so serious and like it almost always leads to a really negative outcome. Um, if someone is trapped with a pregnancy, do you think it's going to be a healthy relationship, right? Is this a relationship that you want to bring another human being into? And like the media might occasionally show us a happy ending. And if you're a listener and you know somebody who's had a happy ending, like send us their story. I'd I li- I'd love to read it, um, but like, we, we know when we look overwhelmingly, this always ends up really poorly for all parties involved. And um, most of the rationales and reasons why somebody would go off birth control without telling their partner, right, are not mentally healthy reasons, right? Someone's in a really bad headspace, and they do need help. But if you're the person they betrayed, it's not your job to give them that kind of help.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm also thinking, like, I'm thinking about other reasons that someone might have gone off it. I mean, it could be that they lost their health insurance, or it could be that they don't have a way to get a new prescription during COVID or something. Like, I mean, there are all these, like, logistical and structural things that could be impacting that as well. And when things like that are happening, that can be pretty overwhelming. Like, you know, if something is, like, you you can't get some type of, any type of prescription that you need, or, you know, you don't have maybe the funds at some time to even pay a copay on something like that, that can be very overwhelming. And like, when you're not able to have these um, basic needs met, it you can forget that you need to talk about that with someone else. You know what I mean? And so I think there is also like, can we can we think about these other situations that someone might be in where we can offer some compassion and say like yeah maybe maybe things were so crazy that that was just like not the top of their head that they needed to have that conversation.
0: I would love if in that moment like the, the male partner would be like, Oh, well I'll pay, you know, half the copay, I'll pay half of the pills. I'll pay like, wouldn't that be great? Like the outcome of all of this would be like, Oh, I'll take some financial responsibility for this as well. We know that women pay more for almost everything. Like we can talk about the pink tax, but if we look overall, women's reproductive health can be really expensive and some kinds of birth control can be, you know, 50 or a hundred dollars a month. Um, so if those crazy things are happening and you're and you're a male listener, maybe you want to talk to your partner about like, hey, can you afford this? What's going on? What can I do to help? You know, cover some of those costs to make sure that we are as safe as possible. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but once again, for me, all of those reasons should come with at least some kind of conversation about it. And I mean, I think the question that we got today, the person found out like completely shocked and surprised. Um, and I, 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 listener, uh, if you want to let us know, like how you found out, that would that would be <laughs> great. Sometimes, sometimes when you when you all send us questions, they're huge. Like we get like five pages of details, <laughs> and, and today it was just one line, so we don't know the whole story behind it.
1: And I think though that you know this thing that we started to talk about earlier, like how do you take some responsibility? Is like is the prevention of this happening again right? Like you can prevent like somebody forgetting something, having an impact on you by having a conversation each time before you engage in penetrative sex that could potentially result in a pregnancy, right? You can say, okay, what forms of birth control are we using today? And um, and just getting used to asking these questions. Um, I mean, it's the same type of thing for preventing of any sexually transmitted infection, you know, having those conversations before you start engaging in any type of sexual activity with someone and saying like, you know, how are we preventing things today? Like, when have you been tested and what are, what are, what behaviors are we okay with and what behaviors are we not? And what types of um, barriers do we want to use? And like having these conversations regularly, means that you are taking charge of your sexual health and you're protecting your future and and we all have to do that and it's not up to just one person in the
0: partnership absolutely um takes us back to what spring was saying earlier where most of the time the responsibility falls on women if you're a man and you really don't want to have a kid then you need to reclaim some of that responsibility, be more active and talk about it. Um, And then men don't have as many forms of birth control they can use, but you have condoms, you have withdraw, you have vasectomies. I think you do have some options where you can take a more active role as well, especially if if you're with a partner who's really struggling with taking their pill at the same time every day or having some really negative side effects from it. like you can be much more active in making sure that, you know, we're not going to have a baby if we don't want to have one. Um, we're not going to have an unplanned pregnancy. And I'm going to take some of that both financial and emotional responsibility and physical responsibility for preventing that pregnancy as well. Um, but still, my advice is dump them. <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're at the end of our episode. Um, thanks for listening today, everybody. If you have any follow-up questions or any other stories that you've been involved with about this, we'd love to hear them. Um love to chat with you about it. Um, if you have any any other questions about sex, sexual health, relationships, um, just let us know. You can send them to us uh, via our email. We're the sexrap at com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT, and you can send us a DM on any of our social media at The sexrap That's wrap with a W. Thanks, everyone. Bye.